And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's show, Nikola Jokic's Nuggets are playing great, but does that hurt his MVP chances? The Hawks' Trey Young is growing before our eyes. LaMarcus Aldridge has a very successful debut for the Nets, and they say Victor Oladipo had a successful debut for the Heat, but I'll tell you why that's not true. They, they said that. Who is they? Hey, I'm Taz Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Friday, April 2nd. Good morning to everyone out there. Let's get into it. The Nuggets had a wall-to-wall win over the Clippers on the road as much as I berate the Clippers play. That's a very solid win for the Nuggets, beating a team ahead of them in the West. They now sit tied for fourth in the West. The Nuggets are moving on up. Nikola Jokic had a quiet 14-7-7. Since Aaron Gordon was acquired at the deadline, Jokic is being a little quiet. He's averaging only 14 shot attempts per game. An MVP candidate, that few of shots per game, that's four to five shots less per game, or fewer per game, than he was shooting earlier this season. The numbers are going down, so naturally you'd think that would hurt his MVP chances. But no, because Jokic is looking even more like his usual self, getting those involved around him, those guys become bigger threats. Jokic becomes an even bigger threat himself. It's that old adage in basketball, you got to shoot when you're open. The team around him is better. The wins will follow. Plus, Jokic's stats are so incredible. They could fall a bit, and he could still win MVP. The team wins would help his case more than any stats would. It would make his MVP case more balanced, just like his team has become more balanced since the trade. They are 3-0 since Aaron Gordon was acquired. Everybody... A threat on the floor. Jamal Murray benefits too when Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and Will Barton are threats. You just don't know who to stop on this team anymore. Jamal Murray has more space. That's why he had a team leading 23 for the Nuggets. All starters have between 14 and 23 for that team. The defense was solid. They are looking good. Another threat in the West? How many threats in the West do we need? Seems like there's a bit of a theme here today in basketball. The Hawks beat the Spurs in double overtime. So where's the theme here? Well, the Hawks are now 500. They're 24 and 24. Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey. That's the last time I watched baseball when Ken Griffey was wearing number 24. I kid. How about them Blue Jays on opening day? A play at the plate on opening day in the ninth inning doesn't get much better than that. The Hawks are 3-4 and four here on their eight-game road trip to start. They're through seven games. That's very, very respectable. They're proving to everyone their coaching change has helped. I didn't want to admit it, but I'm just open about my respect for Coach Pierce, the man. But on the floor, the difference is this young team seems to have a little bit more structure under Nate McMillan, and they're listening to that voice in the locker room. Trey is setting up his guys more, waiting to get his to late in the game. He didn't take a three-point shot until overtime. 
on Thursday night. That is incredible when you think about it. And that's when he clearly he showed he was the best player on the floor amongst everybody on the Hawks and the Spurs. He is taking on the personality of new coach McMillan and how he played a little bit, getting everybody involved and just waiting until the end to get his. Well, Nate didn't really do that, but Trey is just ridiculously talented, and he can do that. And because they're sharing, Atlanta had three guys with 28 points. Trey, in the end, Clint Capella, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And if you haven't heard or read, I should say, Bogdan Bogdanovich's exclusive interview with Chris Kirshner on The Athletic, you should. Bogey, very open about how he thinks the team has improved under Coach McMillan, how they're listening to him more, how they respect him a little bit more, how there's structure versus the openness that, that Coach Pierce was coaching. You should take a read. Uh, jump over to theathletic.com slash no dunks if you need a subscription. I guess the theme today is by doing less, you do more or whatever those motivational posters say. Trey Young must have that poster. It is helping out there for the Hawks. Moving on, LaMarcus Aldridge. Just picked up from the Spurs, made his debut for the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday. They hosted Charlotte, and the Nets won in a blowout on TNT. Aldridge got the start at center. At 35, Aldridge can clearly still play, but the Spurs needed him to be greater than he needs to be on this loaded Nets team. Are you kidding? He had 11, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. 6 assists for LaMarcus Aldridge. The Nets are moving the ball. Steve Nash must have been giddy over there on the sideline. 26 baskets in the first half for the Nets. 20 were assisted. Kevin Durant's going to love Aldridge because, uh, number one, he's just a good player, but he's a pretty traditional post player, a mid-post player. The purity of it all. Kevin Durant loves that. He's not even playing right now, but they're still winning, and I guess that's why he recruited him. He knows Aldridge is a sensational player. They are just too loaded. Aldridge gives the Nets something they didn't have, actually. The Nets had the second-fewest post-ups in the league before Aldridge came over. And if a team like this moves it in the first half where incredibly skilled guys get the feel and the flow, they get the lather, then they can cook in isolation plays in the second half. Aldridge took over from DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup, who was a healthy scratch. So second-year player Nick Claxton can still keep his backup role. Aldridge makes sense to grab DeAndre Jordan's minutes. DeAndre Jordan was the guy you know, playing the least effective amongst their big man rotation. I don't know why we didn't see that. I'm not going to predict any more rotational changes. No Durant, who should be back next week from that hamstring injury. No Blake in a back-to-back. No Harden in this one, who's got a tight hamstring. All those guys should be fine. Then we'll see how the minutes will break down for the East top team. I'll stop pretending to know how it's going to happen. One complaint, LaMarcus Aldridge did look a little big in the Nets tie-dye uniforms just looked a little large maybe they're just not that flattering I mean he didn't look as big as Derek Coleman did uh, back in the 90s actually if you're watching on YouTube Derek Coleman looks slender who am I to judge what a jerk I am those jerseys they're just nice I don't know they look more fitted in the 90s which I guess makes sense all right Looking good, LaMarcus. I take it all back. I take it all back. Uh, moving on to Golden State and Miami. Victor Oladipo made his debut for the Heat, and he got the start in the backcourt. He seemed to fit well into the Heat culture. Yes, take a drink really well early on. And when we all assume, uh, we all assume that Heat culture means working hard, but I mean moving the ball. He did that. He had five assists in this game. He, he got everyone involved, and, and that's what the Heat do. That's how they got to the finals. They also work hard on defense, though. Heat culture. Have a drink. 
And he did that. He worked hard on D. There you go. He was an all-defensive player in his peak year of 2018, if you remember. But then he made plenty of mistakes, plenty of boo-boos, three turnovers. Five assists to three turnovers. That's not a good assist-to-turnover ratio. And he's still struggling to find his shooting stroke as he has all season. Two of eight, missed all of his threes in this game. And that was the reason he was the only starter who had a negative plus-minus in this game for the Miami Heat. It's a limited role, like LaMarcus Aldridge in Brooklyn, and that should, in theory, help get the best out of Victor Oladipo. But I'm not so sure. He seems to be a guy who gets that shot going by being a volume shooter. At least he has the last few years. So can he excel in a more limited role than he's used to? Well, one, two, three, ABC, TBD, the East Coast family. Three other games on the sched from Thursday. Philadelphia beat Cleveland in a rout. Remember when the Cavs' Colin Sexton was an all-star consideration? Those were the days. Shake Milton had 27-0. Kevin Love is playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Get healthy, Kev. Josh Jackson had a season-high 31 points for Detroit in a win over Washington. The former number four pick trying to resurrect his career in Detroit. I hope he can do that. And the Magic keep winning when they absolutely, most definitely do not want to win. They want to lose. They blew it up at the deadline to be bad. Their pick this season will be better than anything they got at the deadline for Vooch, Aaron Gordon, or Evan Fournier. At least it should be. If they keep winning, then it won't be. They beat a Zionless Pelicans team in overtime. That is it for me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode here on Friday. We got plenty in the show. We got worse of the week. We got lots of stuff. I think we got a five-star Friday coming for you. So join us then. I will be back on Monday to give you news as fast as I possibly can. See you then.